Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. Good afternoon, Delene Allen. Welcome to network equals net worth. I'm excited today to introduce you to Janine Riant. Janine is a self-aligned, intuitive guide. The key components of Janine's work are based on support, trust, and aligned action, all to bring you out of your comfort zone in order to change your vibrational state and stand in your power so that positive change can take place. She's a published author, part of the book, Superwoman Myths. Break the rules of silence and speak up your truth. Janine recently created a line, fully aligned studio in Bedford, Nova Scotia, a co-creative wellness space where people come together in unity and community, a place where you can feel safe to heal and learn new skills and new ways of living life to the fullest. She loves working with women as an energy worker, facilitator, speaker, author, and Akashic Connector. Her gift is to illuminate what no longer serves you so you can experience your authentic, vibrant self as she gives you tools, support, and resources to fully embrace and own who you choose to be in this lifetime. Janine has a soothing voice coated with compassion that exudes positive energy. She has a smile that is contagious and an electric energy that draws people to her as she facilitates women's circle, drumming circles, retreats, workshops, as well as individual sessions. So welcome today, Janine from Fully Aligned Studio. And I know you have one phenomenal story to tell. So tell me where it all began. Where were you born? So I was born in Clare, Nova Scotia, between Yarmouth and Digby. And I'm a French Acadian. And so I grew up and stayed there until it was time to leave, which was sooner rather than later for me at the time. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out and explore and um, move out of the area. And so I went to Moncton, New Brunswick to study as an elementary teacher. Excellent. But even to take you back further, you were uh, a child of entrepreneurs. Tell us a little about your dad's business. Yeah. So my dad for 35 years had um, always worked in heavy machinery. So he was um, with tractors and the excavators and the 18 wheelers and he would have an excavation business. And that was for most of the time that he worked. And in the last years, he had a peat bog operation in the area as well. So definitely surrounded by entrepreneurs. Excellent. And you're the youngest of three. You have a brother and a sister. Yes. And that's a good thing or not. <laughs> well, well the, the youngest always has more than two parents because everybody thinks they can tell you what to do. Excuse me. And tell us uh, which, which of those machineries did you have the opportunity to drive? I did have 
the opportunity to drive the 18-wheeler in the back roads where no one was to be seen, nothing was to be seen. So it wasn't a whole lot, but I did experience that, which was pretty cool. I was going to say, really cool. That is like amazing. And then you went to Moncton, studied, but then you took a little further trip, I think, to Montreal. Tell us what you did there. Yes. So it's uh, very interesting because in the summer of 91, I went from Moncton. For that summer, I worked at the Digby Pines. And that's why I met my husband. So we were winking at each other in the kitchen. I was a waitress and he was a the sous chef at the Digby Pines because at the times they would hire the French coming in. And so he went back and I finished my studies. And then in 93, we met in Montreal. So he had his papers and uh, I was then selling door-to-door encyclopedias and did that uh, across the country for about a year. And then I sold Cutco knives, also semi, not not door-to-door, but by appointments. And so I was a saleswoman for a couple of years, even after having my elementary degree. Wow. So, but tell me about selling encyclopedias and going door to door. And you said all across the country. We would literally leave from Montreal and drive out uh, up to BC. And then we would just be plopped, literally, like the driver of the car would plop us for the evening in a town. And you're doing these streets, you're doing these streets, you're doing these streets. And uh, I remember there were some moments I was like, oh, so interesting. And there was one moment where I knocked on a door and there was, I, I basically knocked on a drug bust, literally. It was, I had the backpack, the rain gear, they pulled me in, the MIG machine got, like, it was like the in the movies, the guy pacing up top. <laughs> it was pretty wicked. When I was questioned for about 30 minutes and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So I went to the next house that let me in and I just stayed there for the rest of the night. I don't think I sold them encyclopedias, but I remember going back to my uh to the person who was picking me up and he's like, I just burst into tears and he's like, what's wrong? And I told him he's like, you're making that story out like so it was interesting, but it was good. And boy, you talk about you you survived, you made money. Yes. But got over that fear. I got to tell you, anybody who's willing to go knock on doors, boy, deserves medals because that teaches you. I mean, think of the skills you learn, Janine, other yeah. than that one time that you're thinking, oh, my God. But yeah. Yeah. And it was it was me. It was just a matter of getting in the door. I didn't yeah. always have the best of luck getting in the door. The minute I got in the door, I could sell them encyclopedias and I became top rep. So there was definitely value in that learning experience. It was stressful for my parents, but it was fun at the time. <laughs> well, and, and but here's the thing. Sometimes, let's say, and again, to me, that's a skill that you'll never lose, right? You did it once, you can do it again. Doesn't mean we want to, but oh my God. And top rep, what did it take to do that? That's amazing. Yeah, well, it was actually it, to me when we talk to people and connect with people and it, it's it's where I flow, I think what's one of my superpowers, but it's the compassion and listening and connection, right? Because connecting with people is where there's that that trust that's built, the, they're, they're starting to see, okay, maybe she has something that's pretty cool. And I was genuine and authentic as well. So I think those qualities mixed together really made for when I entered the door I wasn't threatening I wasn't and then we just had a conversation and connected and I would leave with a signed contract (laughs) well and, and here's the other thing that I see when you are a teacher really to me selling is effective teaching and people in uh food service hospitality to me you can work with a sick person a hungry person 
or you've got a teaching skill, you can do anything, any profession. Because to me, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's that's pretty amazing. So then, from Montreal, you moved back home, and what did you got married? Had a couple of children. Tell us that story. We moved back home. I finally got into the teaching world. So the reason we moved back home was because we realized the big city wasn't for us. I mean, we would drive two hours out, fish, fish that had like bumps and lumps in them. And then we'd come back home in a traffic jam for three hours. And we're like, okay, I think we're done. So we're definitely country people, love to visit the city. And so when I came back, I had a teaching job so that it was able, easy to bring us back. And um, from there, we kind of, decided where we went. It took us a couple of years to decide exactly where we wanted to kind of land. And we landed in Lunenburg in the beginning. And that's where we, I became principal two years into teaching after, so doing the teaching job for two years and then moving into Lunenburg as a, as the principal. And then he opened up uh, our bakery, which is still now Boulangerie, Boulangerie La Vendéenne, but we have sold it since we opened it. So, but we, we're the, the creators of Boulangerie Lavandienne. Wow, that's amazing. And so growing up, it sounds like nature was always calling you. Share a little bit about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we were always in canoes. My dad built a log cabin. And so we'd go out there and we'd swim and cook on campfires and tent. And camp- there was lots of camping. There was lots of paddling. He would take us out each individually fishing on mini fishing trips, whether it was for the day or for a night out in the forest or in the woods. And so um, lots of camps and lots of that, that energy feel. And I do remember at one point when I was a little older, having the conversation um, and my dad saying, my sanctuary, when things are going rough in the business, I leave the cell phone behind and I go spend three hours by the camp in the forest. And I never forgot that. And so that's, that's been a big part of my journey through that, that energy of, of, especially the forest and the lakes. That energy calls to you and feeds the soul and yeah, just provides so much, which I think is really the beginning of what will be the next journey. Welcome back. We are talking with Janine Rian today and her journey from knowing that she loved nature to tell us you sold the bakery. What did you and your family do at that point and some of the things that you've discovered along the way? So we sold the bakery and we semi sold the bakery in 2011 and then we hung around maybe for another year. And then decided to go spend, take the children and go spend a year out in France. And we were literally three minutes from the border of Spain on the Basque country. So we spent um, a year uh, going back and forth between Spain and France. That's my husband at the time was from France. So my thought process was, why not go experience where your dad's from and the culture and all the things. It was a very hard year, to say the least. Oh, how come? The girls uh, did not appreciate it at all. The school system was very different, which I knew going in, but it was super tough and um, they did not fare well. So we had planned on possibly staying two years, but a year was, I said, we're going to finish the school year because that's what you do. And then we came back. But within coming back, we were about three months back into Canada, knowing that we were going to Costa Rica. 
And those, that transition of going to France, even though it was hard and the experience was not the most pleasant, transitioned us into Costa Rica much more easily because I remember the ease and freedom of the people that go, go, go stopped because everything moves very slowly in those countries. And I remember one day looking at my oldest daughter, just looking out over the mountain because we were up in the jungle type area. And I thought, okay, she's, there's peace. There's a bit of peace there. So again, moving through all the ups and downs of traveling wasn't always the easiest, but lessons were, have, have served them so well since. Oh, best education ever. So, but what happened early on that, you know, brought you into the energy field? Because I love what you do and all the amazing things that can happen when people really explore what you're offering, Janine, especially in your new venue in Bedford. Just the fact that the minute you walk through the door, the energy is just so pure. So share with us. Thank you. So in 2006, uh, there was chaos uh, between me and my, as you can tell, we are separated now, but me and my husband, uh, we had a, a moment of chaos within our marriage and the girls were four and six. And it was, I remember calling my massage therapist and he said, come on over. And so he kind of, he, he just, he was always very authentic in his words. And he said, well, are you done? You know, are you will, are you looking to stop being a victim? And I'm like, okay, maybe, yeah, because <laughs> it does. You know, it takes two to tango. I could blame him or do the thing, but we're in it together, right? And I think that's where sometimes we as humans, it's easy to say, well, it wasn't me. But even when, no matter what happens, if it's within a relationship or a partnership, the two are parts have parts in it. And so I, I quickly understood that. And then he said would you like to come to a drumming circle, a sacred drumming circle? And I'm like, sure. And I had no idea what I was entering into. And it was an experience that truly shifted something in me. I wasn't able to connect to my power animal or spirit animal within the drumming, because that is part of what happens in that sacred drumming circle. But uh, the third time in I did, and then the moment of just connecting to me and finding more information about me became the most important thing. So as I continued to drum every single week for about two years, within those two years, I went and did my Reiki level three, master Reiki. I did a two-year training on whole body focusing, which is all about the body and going within and connecting with the body. So my initial start to the energy world was definitely through the drumming, sacred drumming journeys. And I do them to this day. And every time I just did one today. And so I leave those just feeling very empowered and knowing that I've helped someone move through something. And there's a part of them that has healed or shifted or changed because of it. So that was the initial beginning stages of the energy work. And certainly once you get into that industry or that realm, if you will, so many other modalities come to mind. And really, I feel that, especially let's say with drumming or Reiki, that when most people hear the word networking, it's not a positive response that most people feel. In that, you know, again, whether it's the imposter syndrome that comes in or, or childhood trauma, 
or, you know, our parents told us to never talk to strangers. And now we're supposed to go into a room full of strangers and hand out business cards. And why not share a little bit? Because let me tell you, Janine, you are a connector. So what are some of your secrets to connecting with people? I think my, one of my biggest skills, um, and I learned through the energy work, I really, truly did, because I was the one who'd walk in a room and be like, Boop, and just talk away and do the thing. And, and I remember when I did the energy work at one point, I just stopped and looked at the, the lady who was teaching it. And I like, like, I feel so calm and I'm so present. And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, does that mean I'm going to be boring? And she said, no, it means you're going to have balanced vitality. And that just stayed with me. I was like, oh, okay, I think it can handle that one. But I really feel that one, listening skills are super important. And we as a human society, you know, oh, yeah, I've done that too. Oh, I've got, I can, you know what you should do? This is what you should do. And oh, I can fix that for you instead of just listening walking in a room and someone starts to speak to you and you're just listening. So that's a big piece. And um, really moving from the heart and the nudge and the connection. So that's how I flow. I flow in a room. And I know that when I walk in a room, if I'm attracted to this corner or to this space or to this person, or there's something I want to go see over there and it feels good inside of me because I've done the inner work and I know what a good feeling feels for or feels like inside my body. I follow it. And when that feeling is like, mm, no, no, don't go that way. I don't. And yeah. so I think there's a big piece in us learning to listen to others and listen to ourselves. And when you mix those two together, you usually align to the right people pretty quickly and just conversations spark and happen. And oh. so, yeah. Yeah. Like attracts like, yes. And same thing that, uh, you know, whether you go into that room with the confidence or whatever, but I love what you just said about being present and sort of taking that moment, take a breath and, and really kind of look around instead of just going to somebody, you know, be brave enough to see if you can help that other person in some way. That one of the things I found, because certainly when we talk about networking, we're all trying to sell something. And what I learned a long time ago was, what if I didn't like them? <laughs> Why would I want to sell to them? Because <laughs> same thing, you know, it's that joy or love of life or whatever. I want to be surrounded by people that have that wonderful energy that help us see ourselves in the best light as we see them in their best light. You know, that mutual respect, if you will. But I watch these people in their cells outside. And you want to go, I don't like you. <laughs> Sorry. And it's not, you know, but it's like, no, no. Find out if you like them or have something in common with them. Or again, Janine, I really see when you, because I watched you walk into a room and we, it was like when you met Georgie that day. Mm -hmm. You two just like, it, it was your magic in action. You yeah. kind of were like, okay, yeah. And, and you two, have, look at what you've done since you've connected. I know it's beautiful. And, and the important parts that parts that I'm also really honing in on is I don't need to talk to every single person in the room because even when I'm walking in like that conversation with Georgie, if that was the only conversation I had that whole time, it was the best conversation I had the drumming circle. I went today and when I met Georgie and, and uh, this other gentleman, 
those are the two conversations that I had on that day that were like, ding, ding, good connection, sparks, all good, igniting something. And yes, my card was handed out to all, to everyone, but I, I, I didn't feel like I needed to attempt to talk to every single person. And I think that's part of the authenticity piece and the part of not like selling, like where are you connected? Where's that connection? And where does it feel good? Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. So tell us some of the other things that you're offering at your venue. And I mean, because really you have a lovely laundry list of what you do. And I'll speak to one other thing so that as you share this, so a person might come in at first to a drumming circle. And at that point, like you enlightened to, oh, I need to work on myself. And where you offer more than one modality, then you can kind of feed them what they need at that Yes, I agree. And I do. I've had lots of conversation in the one corner of my space. It's funny. We, everyone gravitates over there. And when they sit in that chair or on that couch, they go, oh, good in here. Like, I feel calm. I feel peaceful. And that's where the conversation starts. So if someone is just curious about what it is that I do, and I get a lot of people who are like, I'm not sure what you do, but I feel like I want to come talk to you. Let's come and talk to me. And then as that as you said, that's that conversation unfolds. If someone needs to go more deep dive in the body, if someone wants to, is very new and yeah, okay, I'll do a group thing, drumming circle, that's, uh, let's start there. But I also do one-on-one work where, you know, with whole body focusing that you dive deep in the body. It's just me and you. And that reveals where we've snuffed, snuffed and stuffed all our stuff because humans do that. But if we want to start healing, we have to kind of We don't need to relive our stories, but we need to move them through. And the body is the place to move them through. Talking about it is good. Moving it from the body is where it actually heals and shifts and releases. And so there's Reiki, there's access bars, which is 32 points on the head that moves a lot of stuck energy. There's the Akashic record readings. There's sister circles. I do have an upcoming retreat uh, happening on June 3rd and June 11th, The Power of Connection, and there'll be more coming up. Me, myself, Georgie, uh, we're doing a yoga retreat at the Digby Pines on the weekend of September 28th, 29th. So if you want more information about that, there's just some beautiful, beautiful things happening. And I am open um, lately, like I've been going to different venues and centers and doing hosting sister circles or drumming circles. So I have a beautiful place to rent. People can come in and do a book launch, a pop-up shop, uh, rent out for a meeting, rent out for, uh, I do, people come in and do sound baths and breath work. And so there's there's lots that that happens. And I'm always open to having a conversation and seeing what is inviting you in. Excellent. Well, thank you so much to Janine Riant from Fully Aligned Studio in Bedford. My name's Delene Allen. You've listened to Network Equals Net Worth podcast. Everybody's got a story and I'd love to hear yours. Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best? about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.